coming up, we're going to talk about some of the new food offerings uh, that will be at Universal's Aventura Hotel. Two more scare zones were announced for Halloween Horror Nights, and we find out that there was an Amelia Earhart of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 181 of the Biz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. And we have a good one for you today. Uh, I know last week I kind of prefaced that episode saying, wow, we got lucky. There was a whole bunch of news released, a whole bunch of new goodies. And so we're going to have to focus on a new centric episode, which was a fun one talking about uh, the cinema, uh, the slaughterhouse at Halloween or nights in the cinema. Cinematic celebration, all the S sounding words all together. Well, <laughs> well, consider myself uh, uh, caught off guard because yet we've gone through another week with lots of good news. And, uh, you know, it's as as was thought um, it started with uh last thursday a halloween horror nights uh announcement involving the scare zones which we'll talk about in a little bit uh but then also got caught off guard with an announcement about some of the food at aventura uh that will be opening next month at universal orlando and then just a little fun throwaway here on the side as well too involving the wizarding world of harry potter but I'm going to start with the big one, uh, the one that I think is most important, and that is the food at Aventura Hotel, specifically the food that will be in what they are calling Urban Pantry. Mm. So, What's, why? Ryan, why is this important, or why am I excited about it? Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm excited about it, and I think you would be excited about it for the exact same reason, and that's because they are going with this style. Yes, it is a food court. Let's not try to church it up more than we should. A food court's a food court's a food court. However, this food court is going to be inspired, according to them, uh, by uh, the modern food halls that we see all around the world now. They say, they mentioned San Francisco and London in there. They talk about Boston? Uh, they didn't talk about Boston. Mm. I mean, you miss stuff like Boston. You miss stuff like Seattle. Uh, one of our favorite food halls uh, that we go to when we are in California, the Anaheim Packing House. Oh, I love the Anaheim style. Packing House, yeah. Yeah, it's... It, so if you are unfamiliar with what uh, what it's kind of meaning with Daniel Hall would be in Boston was the one I was re- no. referring to. But anyway, yeah. we're, we're talking to basically a, a place that is built up with just eclectic restaurants from all over, like featuring everything. So you might see a, mm. a stand for Mexican food and then uh, you turn around and there will be a Vietnamese place and then a pizza place, a barbecue place, a ramen place. It sounds uh, cool. Well, with this one, it's oh, it's a I little thought you were more. describing the hotel. No, I'm, sorry. I'm still describing okay. food hall yeah, because okay. a lot of people don't like 
you know, when you're traveling and stuff, if it's a, like a very popular one that like, oh, I heard all tourists go here. We need to go there. You might go out of your way for it, but in a lot of like your average small town, you're not going to have these places like this. So uh, it's essentially like a, a, a farmer's market you came together offerings. and it was all food offerings. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. And this is the concept that Universal is going for with the urban pantries. So it's going to feature diverse flavors, fresh ingredients, and all these globally inspired dishes right there. So uh, it's going to be made up of essentially four different stations, which uh, definitely will showcase uh, features globally inspired in these different four stations. Uh, That includes the roast station, the pizza station, uh, the walk station and then the burger station. Mm. So, uh, and then just as it kind of give you an idea of the restaurant, it will be available for uh, dining at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's going to feature large floor to ceiling windows, uh, lots of seating. And with those windows, you're going to be able to look out and see the pool from there and just bask in that sunlight. So it sounds like much like the rest of the hotel, uh, the hotel itself is being described as contemporary and stylish, and I feel like the concept. Yeah, that sounds like it fits it, right in. Exactly. Yeah. Just uh, they're really nailing it on the head. However, uh, it is a food court, and while there have been great moments like the opening years of Cabana Bay and their food court, we uh, also know that food courts can quickly go downhill. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to be an interesting one to watch. But let's go over the food that we should expect from the different stations according to Universal. And we'll just go in the order like they released on their official blog. Easiest to keep track that way. But uh, the first one they mentioned is the Roast Station. And this will feature entrees like cuts of lamb and prime rib. Yummy, yummy. Uh, Chicken, salmon, and paella, which I know you're a fan of paella. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. interesting. Uh, When paella is done right. Paella is good. Um, and then You'll be saying paella. Yeah. And I appreciate the side dishes that come along with those because it feels like uh, with the roast station, they're looking for more health-conscious side dishes. Yeah. So they're saying that it's we're going to expect things like uh, quinoa, couscous, uh, roasted marble potatoes, and spinach. And seasoned veg, seasoned null veggies. <laughs> the photo they released for this for every one of these stations looks delish. Yeah, and that's all. We'll have the photos with this, obviously, if you're watching and if you're you're listening to this, you can go uh, to universal.wdwinfo.com and right on our homepage, uh, you'll see a link to this article describing it. But uh, like the photo they put up for the roast station uh, shows what appears to be like prime rib or or roast beef one of the two i'm guessing the prime rib based on it and served with couscous and uh potatoes and carrots and oh it it looks mighty tasty uh the pizza station let's be real it shouldn't take a genius (laughs) to figure this out rhino what do you think it's going to be at the pizza station cheeseburgers Pizzas, pizzas, pizzas. <laughs> yeah, so uh, chefs are going to be creating mouthwatering pizzas uh, topped with gourmet ingredients uh, cooked in high-temperature stone ovens uh, with seating that allows you to watch your pie in the making. So feels to me very much like um, like uh, red oven. Bla- yeah. 
Well, I was going to say, sorry, comparing it to another universal product. Yeah. 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 It, well, in, well, yes, a place like Blaze, you can kind of see your pizza being made there in front of you. But then once it goes in the oven, yeah, uh, you have to like kind of look around the yeah. counter and stuff. Or like Red Oven, you have that window into their oven from the outside so you can see in. Uh, the big thing about these pizzas, I skirted around it right away when I started uh, because I mentioned gourmet ingredients. They're, they're, when they say gourmet, they mean uh, toppings like prosciutto. And that's that's pretty normal anymore for a pizza. You arugula. Know? Yeah, you're going to get a prosciutto arugula pizza. Delicious every time. And as well, you know, it, it can be done really well. The other ingredient they mentioned, though, is something that I haven't necessarily seen at a normal pizza place before uh, as a topping, and that's smoked salmon. I'm looking – that's what I was looking at this picture of, and I was like, is that fish on this pizza? I mean, I guess you do, like, anchovies, but anchovies are, like, those tiny, salty, like – yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting – Yeah. No, it's it's intriguing. I, like, yeah. I, I think I have seen – smoked salmon on a pizza before but it's not something i've ever well, eaten you know people do it as like a sometimes when you go to a fancy breakfast it's like there oh, yeah. on the thing yeah I, no I, salmon I never, salmon on a bagel and yeah all i that. never got that though either i'm not one of those people like i love salmon but i never think like you know what this could use well i guess i've had salmon in a sandwich so never mind i was gonna yeah. say bread but yeah well this is also a big difference between regular salmon cooked salmon right uh, baked seared however you want to do it grilled and smoked salmon um is a very big difference between the two like smoked salmon i have to be in the mood for that yeah. whereas regular salmon i could eat any single exactly. day of the yeah. week uh but something like the smoked salmon pizza uh that they're showcasing i, I want it and we're gonna have I to draw it. it yeah yeah, I only wish that you would be there with me for the grand opening, but uh, Rhino has to go to like vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I scheduled this vacation two years ago, yeah. and then apparently uh, the Halloween parties are now in the middle of August. The opening of hotels are in the middle of August. I'm missing out on uh, some stuff, yeah. but I'll be in sunny Anaheim, California. Yeah, it's, so. a, it's very bad timing with yeah. it. So I'll be there to deliver a bunch of coverage from the opening uh, day of Aventura Hotel. Unfortunately, though, Rhino and I will have to wait a little while longer for a more in-depth thing. Uh, probably in September, maybe based around a Halloween Horror Nights that night. That would be fun. Yeah, so that way we have a hotel to stay at and we can actually describe it as not going as a local and someone who's traveling for vacation, but uh, it would also be cool doing wrapping that whole experience together yeah. with what it's like. Yeah, like the whole. I don't have to like now. I have to go back home. Yeah, do you know? No, I'm, I'm very excited for that. But uh, then they mentioned a dessert at the pizza station that will be available. Oh. A gelato sandwich, which we've seen this before, and that is a gelato sandwich is, um, in their case, the one they'll be serving is hazelnut chocolate and gelato pressed in a sweet bread bun. What? Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I've I've had these before. Where do we have this? We had something like this. Yes. It'll come to me. Hold on. That's the problem. It's not coming to me. And I remember the ice cream. And I was like, we have to, oh, I know, I remember where was it, Jake's All-American. That's correct. Yeah, it was a peanut yep. butter, it was like peanut butter and jelly or something like that, and it yep. was ice cream, right? That, that yeah. is, yep, we yeah. had something very similar to that there, and that was delicious. So I am looking forward to this. Um, I, I, I love any, I love gelato, and I like when they take it to the next level with that. So very much looking forward to it. Rhino, you're going to be obsessed with the next station we talk about. 
and that's oh. the walk station. And don't don't get disheartened. I know you still remember our walk experience at. Uh, I know <laughs> it was not great. Royal Pacific, but we're not talking. We're not talking like that. Yes, there is a way to do stir fry if you want to, but no. the big feature is ramen style. I am so excited about yeah. this because I am obsessed with ramen right now, and I finally found a new ramen place I like in Orlando, and I live right near Universal, so if this ramen place is good and it's even closer to my house than this other ramen place, I am going to be thrilled. Yeah, so you have your choice of steak, chicken, shrimp, or tofu, and then, of course, you're going to top it off with all the no normal pork? vegetables you would. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's... I feel like tangatsu is the average ramen that always has pork in it, but whatever, I'm not going me pick him. Yep. It could be a thing where they start adjusting mm-hmm. to what uh, guests demand and want. So uh, we could see it change in that. I think a lot of these are definitely more thought of for the stir fry uh, portion of it. Mm-hmm. All these things sound good stir fried. Uh, and you're right on the ramen, but regardless, that's maybe why it says ramen style instead it's of still, still exciting. actually still stirred exciting. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then this station also which I'm happy uh, to announce. We'll also have sushi as well mm. as tuna poke, mm. crab spring rolls, and dumplings. Mm. So uh, as long as you know, as long as you're not comparing it to your favorite <laughs> Chinese and uh, and other Asian food places, I think this one will probably be pretty delicious. Good go-to choice. Uh, my most excited for one, I think, is the burger station, and that's because I plan on one day uh, eating enough burgers to the point that uh, I'm just disgustingly sick, which could be sooner than later. But the burger station is going to serve delicious handouts, according to them. So I like to call them just hamburgers. <laughs> not, not hand burgers, hand but... burgers. <laughs> Um, where did we go? I, I would like to buy them burger. Um, <laughs> where did we go that they were like the hand? Oh, it was it was at a one of the Epcot things, and they were like, "We've got this thing, the handwich." Yeah, like, a hand you, sandwich. Yeah do do you do you mean a regular sandwich? <laughs> like, like it's, I usually <laughs> go with sandwich or then open faced sandwich yeah. or knife and fork sandwich, but the sandwich always implies that it's going to just be eaten with your hands uh so at this uh, burger station you're gonna have the choice choosing between uh, like grass-fed beef uh which is grass-fed beef is always the way to go if mm-hmm. you're not getting grass-fed you're not doing it right black angus beef which is always the way to go if you're not doing it black angus style you're not doing it right a uh, turkey burger which is you're, always you're the always way doing to go a turkey you're not doing if you're right. not doing turkey then you're not doing it right or vegetarian burger that is also an option. Um, and then you have your assortment of cheeses that you can have to put on top and other toppings. Uh, they mentioned an aged Gouda right away. And uh, just like Marshall and How I Met Your Mother, you, you got to try the Gouda. You got to try that Gouda. It didn't roll <laughs> itself up, chop itself up. Not one, not two, but three different sturdy cheese-bearing burgers that they offer here. Oh, yeah. Um, we're talking bacon and fig jam on top, which I always love mixing the sweet with the savory. So that's going to be delicious. Roasted mushrooms, always excellent. So Burger Station, you know, you can get the French fries with it with savory dipping sauces. 
very much looking forward to this. Another thing they mentioned from this uh, station that they will have, I guess, if you're not in the mood for a burger but still want one of those hand sandwiches, uh, they're going to have a Florida grouper sandwich. And, you know, anytime you can feature uh, a local fish, uh, having it fresh, uh, you know, people come to Florida wanting fresh seafood. It's a way to do it. Looking forward to it very much. Uh, ready for the last exciting part of this, too? Ready. Oh, well, there's a couple more, but the last one that you'll get really excited about, that's that each of these stations are also going to serve wine and beer that is themed to the cuisine. I like that. made to complement the actual flavors that you're going to be getting there. So the example they give is that they'll have Asian beer next ah, to the walk station. Cool. So that way you're you're actually pairing it well with what you would expect in the places that you're getting these. So You'll be ready to walk and roll. That yeah, I stole the joke stole from your article. I'm sorry, I saw it in there. I'm sure someone else uh, stole it ahead of time. Or, well, I I'm, I didn't steal it from anyone. It's something I say all the time. One of my favorite restaurants in the greater Orlando area is called Bamboo Walk. And so uh, since I started going there, it was like, oh, yeah, it's time to walk and roll and get there. So I've been saying that for a long time. I know many other people say it. I probably stole it from somewhere to begin with, but that's whatever. Um last thing to really mention with it is that almost everything at urban pantry according to universal will be made from scratch so Hmm. they're promising the highest quality best tasting food uh that they'll be using select organic and all natural ingredients so it'll help be good for you and they go out of their way to mention if you have special dietary needs you can talk directly to the chef cooking your meal so it's made just right which is which is great it makes it sound like you will have that open communication with the actual kitchens right there. Very nice. So uh, Urban Pantry, that'll be opening up with Aventura Hotel uh, when that does open on August 16th. And I'm looking forward to it. The other the other good place uh, that you'll be able to get some food at, of course, is the Rooftop Bar and Grill, uh, Bar 17 Bistro, which is also surely going to be fantastic. But Don't call me Shirley. I surely I won't, but I I'm looking I'm very much looking forward to the food here at Aventura. I need a break from eating for a while, but mm. I guess I'll take it in between now and then. But I'm very pumped. So let's move on to our next discussion topic, and for that we're going to put our Wizarding World hats on. Uh, this <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> this is like basically at the point that I don't even know why we're talking about it. But probably because I didn't know how long this show would go and didn't want to give another 20-minute episode, so I decided to throw it in. And that is that uh, as of July 2nd, there was a brand new Chocolate Frog Wizard card that uh, debuted at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And this one caught me off guard because, you know, of course they have the four houses of Hogwarts. Uh, already featured, uh, you know, uh, Godric Gryffindor, Helena uh, Hufflepuff, Rowena Ravenclaw, Steven and Salazar. Salazar Slytherin. <laughs> Salazar Slytherin. Uh, they, they introduced Bertie Bott uh, earlier in the year. Wasn't uh, there a Dumbledore one? They do have Albus Dumbledore. They have Gilderoy Lockhart. They have... Um, one more because it was like a special one they released during Harry Potter weekend. Or they always add another one during Harry Potter weekend. Yeah, I feel like we're missing one more. I know I just said it's, a lot of them. It's the one man. that's sitting at my house because my friend asked me to get her one and I got it for her, but I can't remember what the sticker says on it. Was it the Lockhart one that no. I already mentioned? No. I, was that new? The, was that the one this year? This year's one was Birdie Bot, I thought. 
Maybe it wasn't though. I mean, Regardless, I think that was last year. Uh, another new one added to the pile, and this one is Jaconda Sykes. Jaconda forever. And you might be asking yourself, well, who is Jaconda Sykes? And I'm here to tell you, if this was featured in the books at any point in time, I do not remember this. <laughs> I don't think it was. Yeah, I. Then again, there's so many throwaway well, ones. Uh, like, the, I, you know, they have those other books though that are like the history. The there's the two there's the Quidditch one, and then there's the yeah. uh, Quidditch through the ages, and then obviously Fantastic Beast. But this could be in Quidditch through the ages. I think this speaker is on. What speaker? I don't know. I'm hearing my own voice echo, and I don't have headphones on. So I, I think it's know. because Sorry. it's very loud in my ears, and we are screaming uh, very much so right now. Oh, I remember the other stupid one. It was, um, and I don't remember. It's because I'm looking at a list. It was the Hengist of Woodcroft. What? Who was that? Uh, Who? He was the founder of, um, oh, yeah. of Hogsmeade. Yeah, okay. I remember was. that weird-looking photo. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, that's the one that my friend. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those those are all the those are all the cards now that we uh, went through. The ones that I mentioned: Hengus, Gilderoy, uh, Albus, and uh, Birdie Bots. Plus now, Jacunda. Did I explain who Jacunda is yet? I still you did. have not. We're still waiting. Yeah, only during the tease. Uh, Jacunda sucks. <laughs> Say that one six times fast. Uh, Jamaican me crazy. Yeah. Jaconda me crazy. I can't. There's got to be something in there. Yeah. So if she is in the book somewhere, I'm sure someone will point it out to us. I am still going through all the audio books like I announced months and months ago. It's taken me a lot longer than I expected because of different ones in the way. So now when I hear like random stuff that they've pulled for the lands, it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that when I read it. And then they said, well, it's from the books, and now I'm hearing it again. It's pretty cool. All that being said, Jaconda Sykes is the first witch to ever fly over the Atlantic by broom. Oh. And you might think about it in a way of like, oh, well, that's it's empowering. You know, uh, Amelia Earhart, we all know and love her as the person who got lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. The Hillary oh, Swank of the Wizarding World. Sorry, do you say Bermuda? Bermuda? I, I, I'm a Bermuda kind of guy. I'm in the Bermuda. What Bermuda are you in? <laughs> uh, you know what I do. I just like pronouncing things on purpose the wrong way, so that way, uh, uh, and I should say it in order. I like pronouncing things incorrectly on purpose just to piss people off. Uh, no, but it's, uh, yeah, it's... They release the picture that goes along with it, and uh, you almost you almost would think that it is straight up <laughs> Amelia Earhart because when when I asked Rhino earlier <laughs> in the day to describe all the characteristics characteristics of Amelia Earhart uh, and what to expect in Jaconda Sykes, uh, he basically nailed everything. I was like, "Well, what do you think of Amelia Earhart? Well, what do you think?" Leather hood, like helmet thing. Goggles, white scarf, brown leather jacket, uh, and that's that's all you yeah. said. And I was like, "Well, you pretty much nailed it." The only other additions to it are <laughs> with Jaconda Skykes <laughs> is, is a broom and then a blue vest and a tie, which I believe Amelia Earhart also wore ties from time to time. So I guess that's the one thing missing from the piece. But yeah, so um, 
like all the other limited time cards, uh, the Chocolate Frog boxes for a very short time will have a gold sticker on it. You'll know those are the ones that specifically contain Jaconda Sykes. And after a while, um, uh, they're going to be just mixed in with the normal ones. So all those wizards we already mentioned, you'll have a random chance at getting any of those. I believe that people still mostly get the four houses more than anyone else, but uh, it's you have a chance. But if you really want Jaconda Sykes now, uh, you'll, you'll want to get here and get it. You're going to have to try. Jaconda have to try to get out here and get it. Uh, you can always get lucky. And remember that uh, when you buy a chocolate frog card and you look, uh, if you get a nice enough team member, maybe they'll, they'll be able to trade with you. So if you're looking for one in particular, but some of the harder to find ones, it's you can't go in ex- expecting that. So you can either go for eBay or you can always be nice and try to be like, hello, anyone who lives in Orlando, can hello? you please go get me this? I'm cold. We will not do that, though. Oh, no, I won't. I don't want to encourage people to ask us to do it. Yeah, in in fact, I I want to discourage anyone from ever doing it. I'm joking. If it's something, if it's ever something that's like so dire important, I will go. I'm not not opening it up in that way. I'm saying there has been times and occasions where I know our our listener base has helped us out with things. True. I I am willing to extend that when I can. So if you're asking me to go and rope drop a brand new land to get something, uh, you know, like a Toy Story, I was there, Pin. I'm sorry, Ashley, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I wanted to, and I looked later on in the night. It was already gone by then. But if it's something that's open edition that you just want because you're afraid that one day maybe it'll be gone, that's a little different. Yeah. So... We're, we're, this is a good relationship that we have with each other. We're here for you and you're here for us. Yeah. 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 But don't bother Rhino, that being said. No, well, uh, that's not fair because people do get me stuff all the time. But those people, I hope you out. Yeah. <laughs> you scratch my back, I scratch your back. Okay. There I, we I go. don't forget you. Yeah. I feel like we've, we've set the boundaries now. So yeah. now that we've set boundaries, let's break down boundaries and let's talk about Halloween Horror Nights again one more time. Guys, did you really think that we weren't going to find a way to bring it up in an episode. If you didn't uh, think that we would, then, well, here's your surprise. We did. And that is the last two scare zones have been announced for, uh, for Halloween Horror Nights. And uh, one, I would say they were both somewhat a surprise in, in my mindset. So uh, actually, yeah, they, they both were a surprise. So uh, the two scare zones that we are going to see at halloween horror nights are revenge of chucky as well as dun 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 killer clowns from outer space so you might remember talking about that on the show weren't we or was that that was on the show right and you explained the the plot of it it's like you knew it's like they heard us okay well I think this is just where the, the secrets and the hints give it out. Even though uh, Mike Aiello isn't as in-depth with Halloween Horror Nights anymore as like he used to, he is still obviously involved because he's in Universal Creative, deals with show development, things like that. So, um, you know, he's been tweeting about it for months and months. Like, it, every now and then, just randomly throwing in something with killer clowns from outer space. And... You know, I, I remember the first time I watched Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I had to have been in uh, 
maybe sixth grade, seventh grade, and I can remember the the friend's house that we were watching it in, and it was just the dumbest movie in the world, but was so captivating that I had to get it on DVD quickly after. Like, that's how much it meant to me. It's like, how can you get any better than oversized, grotesque clowns that put people into cotton candy cocoons and then suck their blood out of them? Like, it's just, you can't get much better than that, and... So it's never lost my mind, but the more I saw him tweeting about it, the more it was like, okay, yeah, if this 80s theme that that we think is going to be happening does come together, it would be cool to see Killer Clowns from Outer Space because that is that is the epitome of a bad 80s horror movie. And we got lucky because apparently Universal agreed and decided to bring it to life. So I just don't. I'm nervous to see what the smell of cotton candy and human beings are together. Oh yeah, no, it's it's going to be disgusting in that way. Um, I and uh, yeah, I I um I the smells are are going to be very very interesting when it comes to. I didn't think about it as much. I mean, we know that there's going to be cotton candy smells all over the place, but mixed with the blood, yeah, I didn't I didn't really consider that. But uh, very very excellent observation in that, my friend and. Um, the other one I mentioned, of course, is Revenge of Chucky, which I'm trying. I'm trying to look up right now because I'm. I didn't know if this was a specific movie based thing, and it's not. No, no, no. Revenge of Chucky isn't. So this one just squeaks into that '80s theme. Uh, Child's Play came out in 1988, so most the bulk of the movies involving Chucky have been past the 80s but it still originates in the 80s and uh this one's this one's going to be good and it works out that because of 88 this is the 30th anniversary of chucky oh yeah i didn't even realize that yeah i didn't yeah it's it didn't dawn on me at first but then it's uh right there in front of me and so the the idea of the revenge of chucky scare zone is that this will be a festival of toys and uh chucky is twisting play things into a new nightmare he's going to rule the zone and then he's going to command his minions to carve up some horror and uh it they promise that it will be a torturous delight to behold as he dishes out some revenge personally so uh so just based on aspect uh feels kind of like uh when they've done this in the past like the last one uh they really did this with was chance where Chance had was featured up on her stage, and you could see her. But then Chance had all her other psychotic people that were kind of slightly dressed like her, with like the face paint and stuff. But they were the ones doing the scarings. So you know, it's uh, same idea with it. You I, can't you can't have a million Chuckies running around. It just doesn't make sense. Well, that's the thing that kind of bums me out. Is I doubt they're even going to be like little people. I think they're just probably no. going to be people that are like my height or shorter. Well, uh, remember I mean, they did this short, but they did this concept at um, Hollywood. They had yeah, all I know, the and I didn't so. like that, but because that was the, that was last year, and that was I feel like a budget cut, and I was just like, I don't like a life size. I, I want like the doll i want the puppet but but i do like the idea that it says other childhood toys because i feel like that gives a cool like i'll be interested to see what else they use with the toys like what other toys will be i also it's kind of like morbid but the year that toys r us closes there's going to be a scare zone about 
scary toys like gone wrong you know it's kind yeah. of it's kind of one of those it's interesting i like that idea you know it's like bittersweet almost oh yeah no i i completely agree with that so uh it sounds it, it's all together scare zones i think this year sound uh sound pretty pretty okay for the most part. So um, just to recap on that, our scare zones uh, that we – and this is assuming um, – or no, sorry, never mind. Uh, so our scare zones, I lost count for a second with it. Uh, but we have Revenge of Tuck, Chucky. We have Killer Clowns from Outer Space. We have Vamp 85, New Year's Eve, Twisted Traditions, and The Harvest. So those are the scare zones that we do have there with the weakest ones uh, potentially being Twisted Tradition and The Harvest, most likely. Uh, Twisted Tradition, if you don't remember, it's going to be in the Central Park area. It's going to have the pumpkins, so it's going to be pretty looking. Mm -hmm. I just don't know how much oomph it'll have because uh it's it you know it's it's going to be grotesque and weird but and demonic but don't know if it'll translate really well besides just being pretty to walk through and the harvest is the mixture of all the intellectual property houses at the beginning but in a barn so it's kind of just mishmashing with that it'll just be interesting to see yeah so but overall, uh, decent decent lineup on paper at least, and I'm sure we'll be very impressed once we get there in person. But that's that's the HHN news, and uh, remember, we say it every time we talk about this: September 14th to November 3rd. That's our dates on Halloween Horror Nights this year, and we'll be there covering I'm every excited. second of it. Yeah, literally, we I gotta just, buy my pass. We we made the decision that we are getting the most expensive pass, so we can be there for every single second. From the time it starts till the time it finishes. Every day, every second. Yeah. All day, every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not happening. But uh, that will do it for this show, uh, this episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Of course, I want to say thank you to my co-host, Rhino. And mm-hmm. uh, I want to say thank you to everyone out there who listened and watched to this. Uh, as always, if you need any more information, head over to disunplugged.com, home of our show notes page for this show and all the others on the Dis Unplugged podcast network. Uh, there you can get links to uh, all our social media channels as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, a link to our uh, podcast email, uh, uopodcast at gmail.com. If you're watching this on YouTube, of course, as always, please hit that subscribe button. Remember to do so. And uh, if you're uh, feeling so moved to, also go ahead and comment down below and hit that thumbs up. If you're listening to this on iTunes, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review us. Uh, but thank you again to everyone out there who listened and watched this. Uh, thank you again to Rhino as well for taking part in this. We'll see you again next week for the next episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. And until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name.